when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. All right, honky tonk. Yeah, I'm all right, thank you. That was quite a, a violent sigh you gave. That was like you're trying to put out a little fire that had maybe started somewhere, you know, like um, on your coffee table or something. No, the, there's no fire. There's a little bit of fire in my soul. Oh, that's good to hear. So, yes, nice to see you, Ronnie Hot Dog. Hi, right, so good to see you as well. Back from France then, eh? Yeah, the King of Little, the Oldie Express. The, yeah. net, the Neto Warrior, yeah. I like to yeah. think of you as. Yeah, Presto, Fine Fair, all of them. All of them. That's where yeah. you dwell. Now, if there was a superhero, Andy, and his skill was that he could produce a net in his hand and throw it over his enemy, yeah? yeah. Would, yeah. You, would you call him Neto or Netflix? Um, would you not call him Spider-Man? No, it's, he, does, he doesn't just do net. My super... You have to make it difficult, don't you? He throws nets over people. Well, Would you call him Neto or Netflix? Have I got to choose one of them? God, choose one and we can move on. Netflix. <laughs> What's the point of this? I just wondered. When I said Neto, I thought it sounds like a, you know, look, it's Neto. Everybody, get your pants back on. You know what he's like. <laughs> so, lovely to see you. I'm back from France, yeah? Yeah, have you brought any jambon back with you? Oh, don't. Uh, the, the memory. Do you know, um, the, the jambon didn't... Two things. I don't know if you listened last week, but I had a bit of a jambon hell in me hotel in Marseille. Well, since then, I've done a, a lot of train travel, Andy. I've travelled mm. to up, up to Lille, then to Lens, then back to Lille, then down to Lyon, then to Saint-Etienne, blah, blah, blah. Well, anyway, on my longest journey, the first one from Marseille up to Lille, I grabbed a pack of my jambon from my hotel room to take with me on the train with a bit of pan, yeah? Right. And I was in a four-seater, and I opened the packet of jambon, and it was like a packet, do you know, like those smoked salmon ones, where you peel it back? Yeah. You know what I mean? And you can't reseal them. And the stench that came out from it, not understand it, it was absolutely undigestible. The stench of it was like, like a vengeful smell, you know. And how did your fellow passengers deal with that and well, with you well never mind that I started to I like started to balk is it balk you call it or is that the, just the singer bulk that kind of thing wretch wretch bulk wretch and uh, I, call, I always get the sweats on if I'm feeling sick oh I and um, like because I get the sweats on I swell up a bit and my brass hand gets really tight <laughs> do you know what I mean though so the mechanism started uh, <laughs> extra fast. And anyway, I, I could see it. I, I saw the moment that it hit this like she was like a middle-aged French woman opposite me, and she said she like did a like a hand waft, and she said something like a belly no or something. Oh. And I dwelt on that, and I think she was saying 
like Jesus it smells just like Crofts <laughs> I don't know but yeah so I took a bit of jambon on the train regretted it didn't go well didn't go particularly I tell you what their trains are nice Andy double deckers you know TGV ones I've not been on the double deckers I've been on one of the one of the bullet trains that they have yeah that gets you from Paris to Disneyland in 10 minutes amazing stuff in it brilliant half the price of a bus as well Is that there was that? a soldier on with a machine gun so that wasn't quite so good what, he's there to protect you, Andy? Why not think of it I'm as a good... I'm not sure. Was he? Well, did he harm you? Did he? Did it felt like a threat. It, it felt like a threat to, yeah. to you because you've got a guilty mind because you're the top sort of like dorky kind of guy who, fan- yeah. who fantasises about taking over a train, who fantasises about putting like litmus paper on the seats and stuff. I'm the sort of fella who, who turns his back when a police car drives past. Yeah, because you're, you're guilty, yeah. And your, your guilt is because of your fantasies that you have. Anyway, I enjoy, I, I, when I went to uh, Leon, you get it's really nice for food and that. And they have, a, have you heard of a charcuterie? Uh, is that the cheese shop? <laughs> it's like where there's just it's a jambon paradise. Oh. It's all slices. What do they call it jambon paradise then? Well, because it wasn't, that would be jambon paradis. Oh, you know, and uh, it's like they've got a different word for everything, isn't it? That would just sound like a shit film, wouldn't it? The, um, but uh, lovely, lovely, and I wanted to give it a mention. The charcuterie in Lyon, it's charcuterie Bonnard. That's like um, <laughs> floor to ceiling jambons. I bought myself a kilo, and I enjoyed them in Lyon. So you, you even though you endured jambon hell. In Marseille, you went back for more. Oh, jambon's like heroin, man. <laughs> you, you know, their jambon is not cooked in that, and it gets sweaty and stuff. Do you not cook it on a spoon, then? Well, under, you... under a lighter? Well, then it wouldn't be ham, would it? Would it? Ham's not... No, I thought it was like heroin. <laughs> it is like... <laughs> I see. Anyway, so... Injected into your brass hand. Anyway, the main thing is, Andy, is being on a train for so long, of course, gave me a marvellous opportunity to do some... Um, think about some observational comedy, which I'm completely addicted to now. Oh, lovely. It's like pointing things out and that. Yeah. So can I run some past you? Like their best, I wrote them on the train, obviously. Please do. Um, ah, don't you hate it, right? When like a mental bloke gets on the train and all the other seats are empty, but he sits next to you. So you have to put your brass hand case on your lap. What do you reckon? I think that resonates with a lot of people, yeah. That's yeah. really good. Have you ever noticed on the trains that the toilet lock never works? So you have to jam the mechanism with your brass hand. You notice that? <laughs> Again, yeah, people will be listening to this and going, oh, that's just my life, that. Yeah. <laughs> do you hate? Have you ever noticed on the train the conductor's hands? It's always like covered in fabric condition or so figure or something. It makes your brass hand all tacky when you get your ticket back. You noticed that? Oh, yeah. What, you're going to shake hands with them as part of the transaction. Oh, yeah. it's terrible, isn't it? No, yeah. So, you, and here's a look. Right, you go to the station, mm. says your train's cancelled. So, you ask the, the fella, why is it cancelled? He says, I don't know. <coughs> you say, when's the next train? He says, I don't know. You say, can I get a refund? And he says, I don't know. I say, can I buy brass hand oil in the concourse? <laughs> he says, I don't know. You noticed that? <laughs> yeah, that was to me all the time. Any, yeah. bit, I, I'll better stop. I've got loads of them, but <sighs> I, in the in the French things, they have um, quite a flashy buffet bar. Yeah. So 
you know what it's like with the Continentals. So I said, can I have a cup of coffee? Um, he says, what do you want? Cappuccino, mocha, latte, American flat white. And I said, no, I just want some brass and oil. <laughs> anyway, so that's a bit of train comedy. You, yeah, you seem to be um, specialising in uh, brass hand material. Well, it's because it's personal to me. I've got a brass hand, so... It's but, like... you, need to, you need to try and, you know, come up with stuff that everyone's going to identify with. That's the, uh, that's the power of observation comedy. The audience can say, that's just exactly like my life. I, I've, I've got some. Here we go. Let's have a listen. A fat bloke sat next to me on the chair and my brass hand went straight up his ass. No. <coughs> Carry on. Let's hear yours. No. You've got some... All right. Right. Here we go. Wait till I tell you. Listen, I tell you what you don't see much of these days. Wearside Jack. I don't know Wearside Jack. Sorry, I can't relate to that. Uh, he was the Yorkshire Ripper hoaxer. Oh, you don't hear much of him. Good one. Yeah. Six out of ten. I tell you what you don't see much of these days. Lieutenant Pigeon. I remember them up moldy old dog. See? Yeah. See, you're, it's, it's resonating with you, isn't it? Yeah. Do you remember when you were a kid and you had the measles and your mum would leave you home once you were in the big one and you starved to death? Do you remember it? That was a laugh, wasn't it? <laughs> like that? Yeah. That sort of thing. See, you're laughing because it happened to you. God, it did happen to me. Of course it did. It happened to everyone. Wait till, wait till I tell you. Wait till I tell you this one. Wait till I tell you. Go on then. You know, you know all that recycling they're going about yeah. on the news? Well, I never know what to put in the recycling bin, so I just put anything in that I think deserves a second chance. <laughs> See? It's got this great observation. Why, why did we do a football podcast when we could have done, we could have called it Observation Mints or something? We could be doing 35 minutes of this shit. Yeah. So, week. Um, Andy, I've got to ask you, have you been up the Asda this week? Funny story about that. I actually ventured up the Morrisons for a change. All oh, right, I was a shut our local one, but yeah, carry on. Because um, well, because I was I was nearby. Yeah. And I, ne- I needed a few bits and bobs. I needed some uh, Billy Bear meat. Right. Um, some tennis balls. Yeah. Because Wimbledon's coming up, obviously. Um, I needed a sewing kit because I needed a, a tape measure. Right. What for? Just just measuring myself. You are all right. Body parts. Yeah. And some and some rocket lollies. Okay, that's a nice little list. And I've got all of them. I'll I, I tell you what, there was a nicer vibe up the Morrisons than you get up the Asda. I think that's right, yeah. And I'm not saying I'm turning me back on the Asda, but, but you know, it wasn't quite as harsh. It didn't feel like it could kick off at any minute. The lighting's very harsh in Asda, don't you find? Do you yeah. find it a bit harsh? And the floor's quite slippy as well. Yeah, if you go into Budgeons, they have quite low lighting, and it, it somehow... Low lighting can make even a tin of plum rose hot dogs look classy, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. in stark as the floodlights, it looks exactly what it how, is, you know. How, how, how slippy is the floor in the budgeons? Oh, man, I've always experienced a pretty good grip in there. I can't remember any incidents. Because the Asda, I, I, I tend to go down three or four times. Do you really? During a, during a big shop, yeah. <laughs> Next week, um, Andy, would you bring us your shopping list? Unadulterated, just bring us your Asda shopping list so I can have a look at it. I'll think about it. Oh, I'd love to see it. If I, if I do a shop before then, I might not do. Okay. but I've I, got a lot in. The freezer is full. I'll bring you my card or I get it all uh, delivered, you know, if, you, if you'd be interested. What, what will you bring? You'll not bring a piece of paper or a receipt. It'll be some kind of app you'll bring, will it? No, it's, you get a big print. You do get a hard copy. 
do you? Yeah, honestly, I promise you. Wife's questions, Andy. No, before we go any further, Bob, you need to establish your credentials because there's been a lot of complaints that we didn't do Memory Man last week. Okay, of course, I, of so, course, that's a terrible you know, error. And I think this week so far you've been you've been trying to put it off. Okay, well, I'd like to establish my credentials. I know all the statistics uh, relating to football from 1876 to date. You can test Here me. Here we go. Memory Man. Yep. Do you remember the aggregate attendances for the Football League Third Division South in the 1936-37 season? <sighs> yes. Memory Man. Oh, get a load of that. Yeah. It's two parter, though. Oh, God. That was hard, that. It's just pre war. It was. Gone and. Well, yeah. Part two. Do you remember what Hitler said about it? No, Andy, I don't. Ah! Sorry, I don't what? know that. I don't. Is that's not strictly football? I'm sorry, Andy. That's not fair. I'm sorry. I don't remember that. I'm sorry to let you but down, but I don't think that's strictly you, football. You don't. You don't know what Hitler said about the attendances. Uh, I don't know. Division, third division South. I don't. I'm 36, sorry. 37. I think I don't think it's strictly football question, Andy. But uh, there you go. I've let you down. But well, I'll I'll tell you later on. Okay. So that's me. Can I now do my wife's questions? Andy? Oh, if you must. All right, the wife says, hello, Andy. That's quite nice, isn't it? Hello, Mrs. Bob. Um, she says, do you like that tinned cream or do you prefer to just put warm water on your puddings? Um, I use warm water, but what I tend to do to give it that cream feel is to mix it with a little bit of basic toothpaste. No, you don't. Just being silly. You could mix it with flour, maybe. You might get away with it. You don't put warm water on your puddings. Well, you asked the question. You, your wife did. Well, you're just, a, but I know, but you're just avoiding, aren't you? I'll put that. Do you like tin cream? Of course I do. Who doesn't? It's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it beautiful? Yeah. Do you, when you open it, and you know it's quite watery at the top. Yeah. Do you pour that water off, or do you mix it together? I give it a shake. Mix it in. Give it a shake. Good waste any of it, do you? A hey, good lad, Andy. I'm proud of you, Andy. Bob. You ha- um, have you ever actually have you ever Eaten or seen brown bread? No, I don't. I'm not appreciating that. I'm mid mid part. During a school trip to a farm when I was about eight or perhaps nine, I was given a, a little bag with some brown bread in to feed the ducks. Okay, so you've seen it. I didn't feed the ducks, I ate it myself. Oh, wow. Little cheat. That was the time that I saw brown bread, yes. So you were a right little twat then, weren't you? Forgetting. Yes. Didn't give a shit about the ducks. Fuck them. Away up. So, um, do you, Andy, do you yes. like ladders? You know, do you enjoy chatting about them, etc.? Because I've told Bob to have a chat with you about ladders if you seem keen. Um, I've got ladders. I use ladders. You know, not every day, but you know, I'm 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 all fair with ladder chat. Okay, that's where you want to go. Well, let's have a look. Have you got double or triple extension ladder, or is it a single? No, just some step ladders. Oh, you so oh, it's step ladders you focused on, yeah? Oh, is that what is that not what you meant? When no, you were talking it, about the extendable. If I'd met, well, yeah, I said ladder. I didn't say step ladder, did I? Oh, sorry, I haven't got them. I'm I'm not really. 
I'm a little bit scared of them, to be honest, Bob. So how high are you willing to get up on a stepladder? I'll go to the top. Yeah? I'll go to the top, you know, sort of five steps up. So what would you be? Five feet. About five feet? Yeah. So but I'll hang on to the top. I'll hang on to the rail at the top. I'm not going to, like, stand on it. You know. Okay. You don't seem as ca- I was ready to talk about, you know, whether you used a, any platform accessories or a standoff unit to keep you away from the wall or No. No. Oh, no. Okay. I'm I'm gonna draw a line under this now because I feel that you're trying to encroach into talking about the height of my house. Exactly what I was trying to do. And whether it's got a dormer or not. Exactly what I was trying so to I'm do. I'm just gonna no platform you there. Okay. Shut you down. Gonna move on. The number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Steve McLaren, you know I've got my sources now. Um, he's had quite a week, Andy. What's he been up to? Well, let me tell you. He um, and the big lass have really got into the Great British Sewing Bee, <laughs> you know. Um, so he went down the Aberdashers or wherever it is and bought all the gear because um, his mum actually taught him to knit when he was young and he picked it up quite quick and he thought he'd do a, like a really long wooden sl- woolen sleeve you know for his snake to keep the snake warm keep the snake warm obviously yeah um, so he practised right and he did some little ankle bands for the fat right. lass little woolly ones like what they used to wear in the 80s yeah uh, and he did um, a little woolly warmer it's like fun you know what I mean Just for, for himself for himself and for fun how long was it? Well, never mind that, Andy. Oh. And anyway, so then he got stuck into his, um, I'll call it a snake jumper, but it's like a, like a boob tube for the snake, you know. Snake sleeve. Yeah, snake sleeve. A couple of feet long or whatever. It was just for the, t- the top bit of the snake, for its chest. <laughs> Keep its chest warm. You get a bit chesty in the winter, <laughs> yeah. does it? Anyway, so they were going up the Asda, obviously, to do a little sneaky shop. And he shouts down to the fat lass. He shouts like, put the little coat on the snake, right, for our trip. So she says, will do, Steve. Oh, that. So they get in the car. Um, fat lass has got the, uh, got the snake. And Steve glances over his uh, shoulder. And, oh, no, no, I've got that wrong, actually. They didn't. So they got into Asda. And uh, fat lass was holding the snake. Had it in like a... Um, one of those bag for lives, as it were, and it just peeks over the top and looks at stuff <laughs> as it's going as it's going around the shop. But anyway, then Steve noticed it's like a big swelling around its throat and around its face, and that. So he peeked into the bag, and 
do you know what had happened, Andy? What happened? She'd she'd absolutely tugged the little willy warmer over. Oh man! She'd picked up the wrong one, tugged it over the snake. So just as they were at like the health bit, you know, with the paracetamol and that, bang! Guess what happens? Spewed everywhere. Spewed up over the paracetamol, over the pyritin, over the cough syrups, everything. It's, it's a terrible incident. That that speaks volumes to us about. Steve's manhood, doesn't it? Well, I wasn't. If really there's a comparison to be made between a snake slave <laughs> and Steve's willy warmer, then well, you know. Well, a terrible tale. Of, tell us. Well, you don't like to think of a snake being restricted like that, but no, not um, the supermarket. Well, it was. It turns out it was the right place for it to happen because they sell the little first aid kits and that and um, scissors. So yeah. Steve cut through it. Yeah. Right, discarded the, the willy warmer and um, they went out the shop. They didn't get caught this time. Just left, so just left the spear all over it. The just sort of like breathing heavily because it just got its breath back. And oh, it's out for the count. It was one of the bigger, biggest spews. It's probably the the full length of the snake in spew, yeah. you know. Great stream well, of it. Well, I, I've heard that he's uh, he's been, you know, obviously he's got this ongoing problem with the snake. He's yeah. worried about all the spewing and everything. And, you know, he, he's, he's well into his sports <laughs> psychologist, isn't he, Steve? He's he is, yeah. mate to a sports psychologist. He asked one of them to come round and help him out. And maybe still a bit of snake whispering, mm. you know. But um, but his arse dropped at the last minute, and he, he he told the psychologist it was actually a player who needed some help. Yeah, because he didn't. He, he just got embarrassed at the last minute and didn't want to say, "Can you come round and whisper into me, snake?" Yeah. What happened then was the psychologist on his way around. Yeah. Right? Steve's bricking it because there's no player there, just the snake. So Steve hides in the boot of the car with the snake. Right. To pretend it's not happening. Psychologist turns up, knocks on the door, and the big lass answers. She can't be bothered with any of Steve's antics, so she just marches across to the car, opens the boot, and says, "He's in there." Yeah. Right. So the psychologist looking in the boot of the car. Steve's lying there with a the snake. The snake's been panicking, you know. Yeah. Restricted, you know, in the dark. Yeah. So what do you reckon the snake's been doing? Oh God, he's. I mean, has it had a Todd or has it spilled? It's both, Bob. It's Todd and spew. So she opens the boot of the car, Steve's lying there with a the snake, and he's covered from head to toe. Snake tods and spew. Oh, isn't that awful for him? What did the he, psych- psychologist do, run him out? He, he just tutted and just walked off. Yeah, shut the lid behind him. Like, you know, not this again, Steve. Yeah. They get into some scrapes, don't they, Andy? It's bad news for Steve. They do get into some scrapes. The <sighs> I noticed from your uh, Twitter, Andy, that you've been causing a noise nuisance. What's that about? I don't like that sort of stuff. I've been causing a noise nuisance. Yeah, you were playing music or something, and the neighbour had to come in. Well, I, just, I was just playing Sulk by the Associates in the garden yesterday, because yep. the, the sun was out. Well, that is music, yeah, so you're playing music. Yeah, and you yeah is that a wrong thing to do? Well, if a neighbour's felt, uh, felt the need to come round because you're disturbing them, yeah, it is a bit wrong, isn't it? Well, he just said that, that it was frightening his children a little bit, because it's, it's quite an experimental album. It's a pop album, but it's a bit experimental. Yeah. Have you heard it? Are you familiar with it? Yeah, these are the gibberings of someone, of a guilty man, you know what I mean? It was too loud. He didn't say it was too loud, it was the the content that he didn't like. Oh, he said that music's too shit for my family to bear. He said it was upsetting them. Yeah. He said it was emotionally traumatising for them. So what did you do? I turned it off because he's a big fella. Oh, well, that's fair enough then. Sorry, I, well, then that's fair enough. I imagined you, the way you are, you'd have just turned it up more, you know what I mean? No, 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 no. no. I, don't, I don't cock a snook at people, Bob. Okay. You prefer... I haven't got a, I haven't got a problem with other people's feelings. Do you prefer sand, sandy beaches or pebbly beaches, Andy? 
sandy beaches. Yeah, I do. The, I mean, in principle, I do. The actual experience, to be honest with you, sometimes is better on pebbles, you know. You don't get them in... What experience? Well, you don't get sand everywhere, you know what I mean? You don't get... Yeah, but it's all pebbles, though. Yeah, well, that's all right. What's the if problem? If you've got shoes on, what if you're barefoot? Have you, well, have you seen those those car, car seat things, covers, that are little um, wooden balls? Yeah. Well, it's the same principle, you know, they, they, they're actually very soothing pebbles on, under your feet or on your ass when you sat on them. You met a little... So, but well, I've voted for pebbles. You voted for sandy. So that's the north-south divide for you, isn't it? I suppose. I suppose it is. Yeah. Have you got an air freshener in your car? Um, no, I haven't. Okay, I'll move on. Um, questions for you, actually, from some blood relatives of mine. Okay. Who want to know more about your millionaire lifestyle and your uh, your fondness for the white slave trade? Um, Bob, when your slaves go up onto the roof to protest about the terrible conditions you force them to work in. Do you listen to their grievances, or do you shoot boiling oil at them out of a super soaker? I don't have... There's no access to my roof in the first place, Andy, and I don't have any slaves. There's always access to a roof. You've told us about the ladders that you've got. There's no access into it from so the... So you're lying about your ladders? I, I, I didn't say I had ladders. I just said I was willing to chat to you about them. Next question. Didn't deny the slave thing either there, did you? Next question. If one of your slaves falls ill... Do you provide him or her with the care and attention they need, or do you tranquilise them, wrap them in a king-size duvet, drive 50 miles and roll them into a quarry? I don't have any slaves. Um, I don't have any tranquilizer equipment, um, etc. Thank you. So would you look after them, nurse them back to health, or would it just be into the quarry with them? If I had slaves, which I don't, I would um, willingly give them a lift to hospital and let them receive proper attention. But what if they're not registered to be in this country? Well, the, the doctor's going to want to see their papers, aren't they? And I don't have got them. I don't know that that's true, Andy. Because you smuggled them in. Next question, Andy. Have you got false documents for them? No, I have no. I don't have false documents. I don't, you don't have, have false documents for your slaves, right? Okay, that's the answer I needed. Third question: <laughs> Are you familiar with the Alderman's cheeky summer outdoor ball? Um. I am familiar with that, yes, yes. Although I have never attended it. Hmm, that's that's unusual because somebody sent me um, a postcard that appeared in the post office window in your town. Yeah. This week, which they nicked and they sent to me, and it says, "Come to the Alderman's cheeky summer outdoor ball. All shapes and sizes welcome. Dress code: just a smile and an open mind." Right. And there's a picture of one of them hats they have with Kiss Me Quick written on. Yeah. So and um, it also says underneath, special local celebrity guest will be cutting the ribbon and launching the fun. Uh, what what have you got to say about that? What, you're suggesting that's me? I'm suggesting it might well be you, yeah, given your previous dealings with the Alderman. I am not opening his summer fun Kiss the Alderman fair, right? I didn't see it. it was called Kiss the Alderman. Well, fair. whatever you said it was called, some trilby had the name on it, didn't it, or something? The cheeky Summer Outdoor Ball. Okay, I'm not opening it. I've not. I'm being asked to open it. The last time I saw the Alderman, Andy, was I went up three weeks ago to a screening of a like a charity film. It was about the decline of Brit, uh, steel and coal industry in the north. What, in the south. In the north. He's not. I went up to Stockton for it. Thank you, Andy. Right. It's a charity thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, anyway, um, the dirty alderman, of course, as he does, he's like, there was snacks afterwards and that, and he cornered me at, like, at the buffet, and we were just talking, 
And then suddenly he popped a toffee in my pocket. I said, what, was that? What, what did you do? What was that about? And as I put my hand in to see what it was, he grabbed my hand so I couldn't, re- couldn't get it out of me. Got a big fat arm, you know, and I couldn't get my hand out. Was it your brass hand? No, it was the other hand, my proper hand. Your good hand. Uh, my, good <laughs> my good hand. And he grabbed it and I said, what have you put, what have you put in there, Alderman? And he said, um, a nice, a lovely creamy toffee. That's toffee. And I've got to be honest, I thought, God, I want that toffee. I, don't, I'm, I feel uncomfortable, but I don't know how I fancy that toffee. Um, and he said, you want it, don't you? You want it? You want it, don't you? I said, oh, well, I do want the toffee, yeah. And he says, well, in that case, you know what you have to do. And then just as he said those words, you know the town clerk and the mayor and all his cronies? Yeah. They came, they like gathered round, started saying, Kiss the alderman. Kiss, kiss the, the alderman. Kiss, kiss the, the alderman. alderman. So, I thought, well, get that. We really do want that toffee. So, I kissed and I kissed, and he opened his mouth quite wide. And as he opened it, he released his grip. So yeah. I was able to slip my hand in and get the toffee. And just as we finished it, pulled the toffee out. Him and his cronies disappeared, and I, you know, like I'd kissed the alderman. Yeah, he got what he wanted. I got what I wanted. You got what you wanted. Absolutely. So, so and, but why do you keep having to go to Stockton to do these things? Well, because that's where he's an old man. I've got connections with him, and he always says that we need a so-called celebrity to open this or to come to this event. And I do it for charity because it's for daft. You do it. You do it because you love it. I like to see the old. You know, I, don't, I kiss the old man. Whatever. You know, kiss we, the old man. Kiss the old man. Kiss the old man. Yeah, but you know, take the toffee, Andy. Take the toffee. Yeah. Uh, so um, I'll tell you what surprised me. You know, you've introduced me to um, buttered Weetabix. I have, yeah. I've introduced the nation to buttered Weetabix, and then, I think. And then I noticed that last week um, I asked you whether you would ever have boiled carrots with a hard-boiled egg. Yeah. And someone's contacted us uh, to say in Spain, in the hospital, they're in hospital actually, they get it every nice. single day. Boiled carrots and hard-boiled eggs. Wow. Te- Is that all they give them? Well, it had a bit of greenery on it as well, you know, a bit yeah, of... You just ignore that, though, don't you? Yeah. So, you know, isn't isn't the culinary world full of surprises, Andy? If, if that isn't a recommendation for us all to vote, remain. Yeah. I don't know what is, <laughs> basically. Is there anything else? I've, I've prepared a nice song, a really nice touching song this Have week. Have you? Well, uh, go on then. Well, we'll you'll finish with a song because I've got nothing else to say. Yeah, are you sure, Andy? I yeah, mean, pretty I, much. I mean, I, I telly-wise, I um, I enjoyed the the banter between Chris Evans and the, another fella on Top Gear. Oh, is that still on? Yeah. <laughs> I thought they'd have took it off by now. Um, the, he, who was the other fella? Oh, he was someone who's Eddie Jordan, I think he's called. And they were. Oh, he was. He played step tour, didn't he? Yeah, the old man. That's the Step one. And, son, yeah. and he was in in one car and Evans was in another. And, you know, they do banter between the cars. What, the lights? Did they have the windows down? They no, they were in separate... Slanging match at the lights. Separate parts of um, the country or whatever. But they like, get on the phone and it's like, how's it going? So, oh, yeah. So Evans goes, hi, Eddie, how's it going? And then he says, oh, hi, Chris. Yeah, it's going good. Chris says, it's going good then, yeah? And then he says, yeah, it's great. And Chris says, right, so... I'll meet you at the place we're going to then. Yeah. And he says, yeah, see you there, Chris. Watch out for the cops. And that was it. Yeah. 
people say that kind of thing, though, you know. <laughs> well, it's... Top, top gear. <laughs> top, top banter. Well, time for the song, Andy. Do you agree? I agree. It's a, Let's have it. It's a bit up-tempo, so, be, you know, like, be wary. Um, it's um, about Mr. Steve McLaren, actually. Ooh. Okay. Oh, where'd you get your shirt, Steve? It looks fucking incredible. The big glass bought me it from BHS. If you don't mind me saying, Steve, it makes you look fucking sexy. Thank you, Bob. That's what the fat lass said. How would you describe it to those who can't fucking see it? It's a light blue short-sleeved comfort fit. The colour and the detail really pick out your arm freckles. That's not freckles, Bob. It's dried on pieces of fucking snake sick. <laughs> There you go. Rock has a new anthem. Yep. Thank you. That's been Atletico uh, Mints. Atletico Mints. We're on Twitter at Atletico Mints. Um, you know, whatever. <laughs> See you, Andy. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.